0: The Bible, it's the Word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword. This sacred book is living and active, and contains all that's needed for life and godliness. Stay with American Family Radio for the next hour as we study God's Word and take your Bible questions. Welcome to Exploring the Word.
1: Today on Exploring the Word, we're going to do have two verses that are so commonly read by so many people. And for many people, it's their favorite verses in the Bible. For many, it's their life verse. It's in Pro- uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Again, this is Burt Harper and Alex McFarlane, and it's our joy to be with you. Uh, Get your Bibles out if you possibly can and turn to Proverbs 3. We're doing a proverb a day, and so this is the third day that we've started on it. Looking forward to it. But, Alex, before we dig into Proverbs 3, is anything happening in New York City?
2: Uh, Well, (laughs) greetings from JFK Airport in New York City. I've been up here since about 7 a.m., and uh it's a busy place let me tell you but it's been a beautiful day in manhattan and i've made the rounds doing radio and television interviews with fox news and lauren green and uh our friend who is a big friend of the uh, afr network eric metaxas did some radio and tv with eric and we we talked about revival in our nation and the culture and uh had a had a really great day, and so Bert, do you remember several weeks ago Angie and I were on the road, and I literally did the show from an airport, and it was somewhat noisy in the background. Well, today's another one of those days because <laughs> i've i I'm set up and holding court in j f k airport
1: amen and that that sounds so exciting, and that is. Well, is anything great happening at the airport? We know you did in New York City, Eric Metaxas and and Lauren Green, just great, godly people. How about there at the airport? Anything
2: happening there? Well, well, listen to this. I was at Fox News, uh, which is on 6th Avenue in New York City, and it was um, about 20 blocks to get to uh, Eric Metaxas' TV studio, and, you know, I decided to walk it. And I've got a very dear friend, Michael Segovia is here with me. He is longtime radio producer for James Dobson. And so I said, look, it's going to cost to take a taxi and the traffic is not even moving. We'll just walk. Well, we're going through Times Square, Bert. This is just such a a God moment. And um, he said, let me take your picture and share a Bible verse. So I turned around and there's all these video screens behind me and I shared John 3 16. Well, a young man, a college student named Dylan walked up a, a young African-American guy. And he said, excuse me, I heard you. Was that a Bible verse? And I said, yeah. And I was explaining John three sixteen. And he was so sincere. We ended up having about a 45 minute conversation with Dylan. He said, I- I'm trying to find out who God is. And he said, I heard you share that Bible verse. And Could you explain it to me? And so for the next 35, 40 minutes, uh, Michael Scovia and I answered questions. I gave him a copy of our book, 100 Bible Questions and Answers, and um, didn't lead him all the way to Christ. He had so many questions from how do we know God is real to who really was Jesus? And Dylan had the most probing expression on his face. He looked at me, he said, Do you believe jesus christ really did live and i said oh absolutely jesus is real and so we prayed with dylan right there in times square and i said why don't you pray this say say dear god uh please show yourself to me and he prayed that and i said dylan when when you read uh john the gospel of john when god reveals himself are you going to open your heart and receive jesus and he said yes i will and i said we'll do that very soon so Bert, it's been a busy day, a great day, but a lot of media, but even getting to share the gospel right there in Times Square. So everybody, please pray for Dylan to come to Christ. We've, We've prayed for somebody every
1: day this week. You know, we really have. And so write Dylan down, and this is for salvation. The others were really, really important, getting their lives right and everything, but there's nothing, absolutely nothing more important. And knowing Jesus Christ is Savior. So we want to do that. With that in mind, with that said, I think it does set up chapter 3, verse 1. My son, do not forget my law, but let your hearts keep my commandments. Notice that. Forget and your heart. What God places, and this is true with Dylan, that verse and the explanation you gave, let him not forget it, And let it do its work in his heart, in his mind, Alex. And that's what Solomon is saying here. Forget not my law and let that do the work of God in your heart as you keep them. For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. The word of God being lived out in our lives sometimes makes our lives longer, but it always makes our life fuller. You know what I mean, Alex?
2: Bert, that's a beautiful sentiment. It really is. And I've always loved how it says in verse three, let not mercy and truth forsake thee, bind them about thy neck, write them upon the table of thine heart. Um, there's the, the implication of like a mantle around your neck or almost like a, a scarf or a, some piece of precious jewelry around your neck. In other words, mercy, truth. We're going to get down there and it'll say love and faithfulness, but it's righteousness that envelops your life because it's gripped your heart, and that's the kind of people we are to be.
1: We are, and it brings about favor from God and high esteem. And then the thrust of chapter three of Proverbs three, it is verse five and six. It trusts. It, this sets it up. After you know who God is, after you know and learn about His ways, mercy and truth, you can trust in. You can trust Him. Now listen. I already opened up with it, but let's dig into it a little more. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, not part of your heart. In other words, this idea of trust is laying down before him, waiting for his orders. Lord, it's your way. And lean not in your own understanding. That doesn't mean you throw your mind up and don't learn anything. It means you bring everything, everything subject to God. Lean not on your own understanding. Trust God. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Now, two things I want to say, and I going to throw it to you, Alex. Notice, it's all your heart and all your ways. It's not a half-hearted commitment or decision, is it?
2: No, it isn't. Uh, you, you don't come to the Lord halfway. Uh, you, you've heard the word median, and uh, we get the word mediocre out of that. And, you know, the median is like the grassy part in the middle of the highway, but it, it means to go halfway. And we don't come to Jesus in a spirit of mediocrity. Uh, I love verse six. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and it really means submit to Him, doesn't it? It does. And He will make your path straight.
1: And listen, the our notice that is one of the themes of the book of Proverbs is our way and our path. This is why Proverbs is so beneficial for those of us who are saved that it will help us live our life. In the way, as we go, as we journey, it will help us in our path. Thy word is a light under our path, Alex. And so the word of God is true. So look at that first word in verse 5, trust. Has there been a time in your life where you completely trusted the Lord? You knew you could not trust yourselves, yourself. Your sin had separated you from God. The best you could do is as filthy rags as the word of God says, So you trust him. There's no one else. I love John chapter 6. We've just recently finished John 6. But one of my favorite verses is when Jesus, when some of them walked away in John 6, 66, Jesus turns to Peter and the other apostles and said, are you also going to go away? And Peter said, where would we go? You have the words of life. So I want those who are listening today, they're really... You say science. Have you noticed in the if the last three years hasn't taught us anything, it lets us know science is not a not real. Sure, the Word of God is. It lets us know yes. that we can trust God, and so Alex, that trust is deep and it is wide, isn't it?
2: Well, it is. You know, Bert. Several years ago, you and I, because we we pre record sometimes, so we'll do some shows for when we're not able to be live. And you and I did a program. And I don't remember if I thought it up or you did, but it was on the false saviors that we should not trust in. And there, there are some false messiahs like oh, yes. money or government or education or, you know, a fame or something like that. And so when it says there uh, in seven and eight, do not be wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body, and nourishment to your bones. Now, I love 9 and 10 uh, because it, it closes out kind of the first part of this chapter. But it says, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled, overflowing and, and your vats will brim over with new wine. OK, the first step towards success and, and really prosperity is to acknowledge the Lord first and most primary, um, in, like you mentioned, in terms of salvation but even in terms of our, of our life path, our career, the way we conduct ourselves and our morality. And I'm just gonna say this with verse nine, uh, tithes and offerings. Isn't that something in that time period, a, a full barn, uh, a vat overflowing. Today we might say, well, you know, um, stability and success and sustenance. Well, the first step, honor the Lord, And, Bert, what are some ways we would honor the Lord? I think, of course, we know what tithes and offerings are. But I think, first of all, gratitude that we can work a job and make, uh, you know, pay the bills and put food on our table. And we honor the Lord and we acknowledge that it is God that gives us the, the ability to support ourselves.
1: Amen. Thanksgiving. I I just want to tell you, I know I've made this statement, and there's some statements I make again and again and again. I know that. I've never met the believer who was following Christ, filled with the Holy Spirit, who did not have a thankful spirit. And I just want to tell you that thankful spirit is disciplined. As you look at God and you see, and you honor him with your time, you honor him with your talents, you honor him with everything you have. Notice it said, going back to again, the central part of Proverbs 3, in all your ways. That means no matter what you're doing, your job that you said earlier, uh, your even your, I would say your pleasure time, your recreation time, it's even under the Lord. A lot of times, Alex, and I, I show this a lot of times during some of the conferences that Jan and I do, we will list things, God first and then family and, and church and job listen that's not the way we live we live horizontally so while you're at church god is number one while you're at work god is number one when you're at your pleasure god is number one in all your ways put him first that is primary and that's how we honor him well we're going to be back and we're going to finish proverbs chapter three
3: and we're going to then take your questions thank you for listening American Family Radio Listening Family, this is Bible League International, and we've spent the last few weeks telling you about persecuted believers praying for Bibles to be able to endure and persevere in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. We told you about Pastor Rusis, whose three sons were murdered by a terrorist group that hates Christians, but rather than retaliate with violence, they invited these people to learn about Jesus. 200 have come to Christ. They need Bibles in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. And in the Middle East, Pastor Yusuf and a deacon in his church were kidnapped in broad daylight. When the family could not pay the ransom, they kill the deacon, they torture Pastor Yusuf, but with conviction today, that brother can say, it's an honor to suffer for the Lord. AFR listeners, you've given so generously in recent weeks so that 9,000 bible is persecuted believers now have a Bible. Our goal is 16,000. So in this season of giving, at $5 a Bible, $100 sins 20, will you pray about it? And then call 800-YES-WORD, 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 or give it sendbiblesnow.org. That's sendbiblesnow.org.
0: PRAISING GOD AFTER HE COMES THROUGH FOR YOU IS JUST COMMON COURTESY. BUT DR. TONY EVANS SAYS THE KIND OF PRAISE THAT PRODUCES POWER SHOULD HAPPEN MUCH EARLIER WHILE WE'RE STILL STRUGGLING. HE'LL EXPLAIN AS WE SPEND TWO MINUTES WITH TONY.
4: WHAT AM I PRAISING FOR WHEN MY PROBLEM HASN'T BEEN SOLVED? I'M PRAISING FOR THE GOD WHO CAN SOLVE IT. I'M PRAISING HIM FOR WHAT I'VE SEEN HIM DO IN THE BIBLE. SEE, THAT'S WHY YOU HAVE TO KNOW THE WORD OF GOD because you need to know what he did yesterday to remind you what he can do today. That same God can handle it, because he's already handled it before. The problem is, if you don't have a history with God, and you haven't seen what he can do, then you won't be as energized to praise him right now, because you don't have a history with him. Ah, oh, but throughout the Bible, when folk got their praise on God, did something. If you don't believe me, ask Joshua. When they were walking around the wall of Jericho, and they were letting out a shout. You know what that shout was? That wasn't just noise. That's a shout of praise. What were they walking around? A thick problem. A wall that wouldn't fall and an enemy that wouldn't fold. But when they got their praise on, <laughs> cracks started and Rumbling started taking place. When they got their praise on, things began to collapse. When you get your praise on, it causes heaven to move so that earth shakes so that the rumbling down here occurs because God is moving. Praise is not praise until it's expressed. So in your fast, get your praise on. In your prayer, get your praise on. In your dilemma, celebrate God because he deserves your praise. Magnify, make a big deal about it.
0: Learn how to stay focused on your faith even when you're distracted by a disaster. Check out Tony's CD series, Clarity in a Crisis, Available online at TonyEvans.org. Then join us next time for Two Minutes with Tony.
5: Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory
3: of God.
0: American Family Radio. Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio.
6: Welcome
2: back to Exploring the Word. A special edition of Exploring Word. We are in Chapter 3 of Proverbs. And uh, Bert Harper is there at headquarters, AFA in Chippewa, Mississippi. Alex McFarland here coming to you from New York City. And, you know, Bert, we're going to resume Proverbs 3 in just a moment. But um, earlier today when I was doing radio with um, Eric Metaxas, we were talking about um, one one of the cornerstones of our culture needs to be a defense of life and the the legal protection for the unborn and viewing human life as being made in God's image and sacred as it is, and to uh that subject, I want to mention preborn because we partner with preborn, which provides ultrasounds for expectant mothers, and Bert the number that people can donate, and they can and it's very, very economical in my opinion, but people can underwrite an ultrasound by dialing eight seven seven six one six two three. 877 616 or they can donate securely online at afr.net. But Bert, um, we're praying for uh, 4,000 precious lives to be saved through preborn this week, aren't we? We really are. That's $28
1: per ultrasound. So you, $28 will help one mother, and at 80% of the time, when that mother comes in, they're going to keep that child, and they're going to get a witness of the grace of God while they're there. And for a hundred and forty dollars, you're provided for five ultrasounds. And again, uh, that basically comes. What that means is, four out of the five of those that you give will say we want to keep our child. That's Amen. Listen, so it is eight seven seven six one six. Two three nine six, or donate online at afr.net. It is the tag, the banner, right there at the top, and you can do it securely. Alex, uh, I preborn.
2: I'm I'm sold on preborn. Well, amen. We indeed we are. And you know, uh, in Proverbs three nine, very famous verse: Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. Bert, I looked up the word for first fruits, and it really means the beginning. And in in the context of like maybe a farmer, it means that even before he plowed the ground, he had purposed that this crop is a gift from God, it belongs to God, and God gets the first fruits. And, and again, let me just say, uh, if you've not experienced the thrill of tithing, and look, it's all the Lord's anyway, it's not 10% is the Lord's and 90% is mine, it's all the Lord's because the good Lord gives us the ability to work a job. But Bert, I want to tell you, giving to the gospel, supporting the church you go to, giving to worthy ministries, and then you watch God will entrust you with more and more. I honestly think uh, supporting and honoring the Lord with the first fruits of our substance. And I, by that, I'm going to say this. And if I'm in the wrong, you can correct me. I've. I, Angie and I believe you tithe off of the gross, yeah. uh, not the net. And watch God um, be pleased with the way that you handle money because you've fulfilled Proverbs three nine with it, the first fruits honoring him.
1: Amen, Alex. Well said, and yes. It goes on, and we're going to have to just pick and choose the verses because there's 35 verses all. But we yeah. felt like those first few that we have there – The uh, first—let me just say, the first 12, if you nail them down, you can look at the rest, and it just adds to it. So let me read verses 11 and 12. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, the discipline of the Lord, nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects just—now listen to this example—just as the father, the son, whom he delights— God loves us, and he loves us enough to discipline us, to correct us, and whom he loves, he corrects. This reminds you of Hebrews as well, but notice the term here, and you'll find this used three times during the whole chapter three of Proverbs. My son, then verse 21, my son. This is a relationship, and it's promoting the relationship that we're to have with God God wants to put into our lives wisdom. God wants to put into our lives the idea of correction out of love. And so, Alex, the man who finds wisdom is happy. And part of finding that wisdom is the chastening of the Lord. I don't think you separate wisdom that God gives and God's discipline from one another. God teaches us through discipline, doesn't he?
2: Well, he really does. And just like we honor our parents or coaches, you know, um, a coach that is really trying to make his team win a championship, he, he pushes them okay. and, and a, a wise coach or a teacher knows how to challenge the student. Well, the Lord, he loves us enough to not leave us as we are. And, and it says we're not to resist or push back. The Lord loves us just like a father. Now, you're right, we are going to have to go somewhat selectively. Uh, it goes on, and again, it talks about wisdom being worth more than than jewels and rubies. Uh, verse 16 promises that long life is in the hand of the person who lives wisely. Verse 18, wisdom and God's truth is like a tree of life. Then it goes on in verse twi- uh, 19 and 20. This is fascinating, these isn't are it? These- because these are the two
1: verses. I said, we got to get them in whether we get anything else. Go ahead and read them.
2: Amen, brother. By, by wisdom, the Lord laid the earth's foundations. By understanding, he set the heavens in place. By his knowledge, the watery depths were divided, and the clouds let drop the dew. Bert, let me just say this. Truth, righteousness, rationality, order. These are woven into the fabric of reality, aren't they? They
1: really are. And notice wisdom, understanding, knowledge, all of those compacted, and he begins by the founding of the earth, the very beginning. And I wanted to relate that to, I know that, but the founding of America. That's why here Amen. on our radio network, this program, other programs, we go back to the intentions of the founding fathers when they laid out the Declaration of Independence, when they laid out the Constitution, yes, it was the founding. And the better and stronger the founding, the better that comes and follows. Just like a house, if you build a house or a building on a faulty foundation the founding of it then I want to tell you you will have trouble the rest of the time so the founding was in wisdom now Alex I do believe that has something to do with natural law in other words natural Amen. law you you tell talk you teach that quite often not just in your seminars and uh, preaching but just here on the radio natural law tell us a little bit about that right now because I, I I, I think this is important because verse 19 and 20, I really do believe it gives us that
2: very insight, brother. Well, Amen. I'm glad you brought that up uh, because it's important the the founding fathers of the country, whether it be Jefferson or Adams or George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, um, you know, Alexander Hamilton, they were very much influenced, obviously, by the Bible and by Exodus 20, which is the, the Ten Commandments. But by Aristotle, who talked about what are called first principles, not only of logic, but the basic first things of morality. You know, the ancient Greeks, this is 250 B.C., and Aristotle talked about the fact that you you don't steal, you don't commit murder, you you don't take your neighbor's wife and natural law, folks. And this is very dangerous because, listen, uh, before. Hitler was able to rise and the Nazi party took over Germany and ultimately tried to take over the world. There was an abandonment of moral boundaries and there was a great silence on the part of the churches. And in some ways, and I I don't want to digress from Proverbs three, but in some ways we as America are a little bit like Germany just before World War II, because we now we've got the erasure of boundaries. Uh, not even the obvious things of like male and female, uh, you know, uh, gender is being attempted to be redefined patriotism Bert. I saw an article in the news today where a group is wanting to dynamite Mount Rushmore and tear down what's been called the shrine to democracy. So prayerfully and vocally, we're going to have to rise up and say to our, our culture, look, Uh, There's truth and there's error. There's right, there's wrong. And if we don't have natural law, we will have lawlessness. And one last thing, we've got to preserve truth and morality, not only for our own sake, but for the world our kids and grandkids will live in. You better believe it. I'm the Jan and I are parents of
1: three sons. We've got three daughter-in-laws, five grandchildren, and I. I just want to tell you, it drives me that this is important that we know truth. Now, listen to verse twenty-one. It sets up the rest yes. of the whole thing. My son, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion, so they will be life to your soul and grace to your neck. Now, again, there's so many, but let it, let it not depart. Keep it continually, Alex. Uh, you you have such a great memory as you memorize scripture and you memorize uh, sayings of other people and God calls them to to your memory. I remember as again as a teenager memorizing God's word through Bible Memory Association, ninety nine verses each year during teenage and young adult years, and even today, like when I was going through Proverbs chapter three verses five and six that's one of those verses that I memorized I memorized the one about it being a, around your neck the, the 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 teaching of your of your mother and your father and so what this does it says my son do not let these things depart from you your eyes what you see what you hear keep sound wisdom and discretion where does it start it starts with knowing Jesus Christ Then letting his word abide in you and the Holy Spirit coming and taking that into your heart and your life. It, It is awesome what God does. God sets us so we can be saved. He's given us the Holy Spirit so he will never leave us, forsake us. He's given us the word of God so that we can dig into it and know him better, Alex He's, I, I believe the Bible's right when he said he's given us everything we need for life and godliness, even in the present world
2: in 2023 when they're gone mad. Mm, well, I, I would agree. Let me read verse 22, and it says, you know, speaking of wisdom and discretion, it says they should be life to your soul and grace to your neck. Now, the neck is very vulnerable because, you know, whether it be uh, an assailant or self-defense— you know, a wound to the neck could be fatal and God's truth and the restraint and the direction of the Holy Spirit. Life to your soul and really protection to your neck. Uh, then you shall walk in safety and your foot shall not stumble. All right, Bert, isn't this good, the, the comfort of the Lord? When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yea, you <laughs> shall lie down and your s- sleep shall be sweet. Um. Hey, the longer I live, the more I realize that sweet sleep is a gift <laughs> from the Lord sometimes, isn't it? Amen. A Say that three
1: prayer. times in a row. Sweet sleep, but it yeah. is,
2: it is given of the
1: Lord. Now, real quickly, again, about three minutes left, look at verse 27. Because God has blessed us, okay? He's given us what we need, He's abounding in mercy. And then He brings us to the point, I think, of completing that life. And listen to it. Verse 27. Do not withhold good from those whom it is due when it is in your power of your hand to do so. Alex, yeah. uh, it's it's not that we're sponges and we keep it all in. We're channels. Remember the old hymn, make me a channel of blessing. Bless. Yes. And, and mm-hmm. verse 27 says, When we have the power to do good, that's the reason we promote preborn. When you have it in your power to help mothers make wise decisions rather than ending the pregnancy, but letting that child be born either for them to keep in or for adoption. That is within your power. That's what you do. And, Alex, that's a perfect example of what we do here when we partner with Operation Christmas Child, when we partner
2: with Preborn. That's what we're doing, isn't it? Well, it really is. We're not to withhold when it is in our power to do it. And if we're honest, and let me just say, whether it's um, tithing to the church or supporting good ministries so that others can hear the gospel, if you pray about it and you say, Lord, help me to trust you with my finances, God really will help you to do that. It goes on with just some good common sense. Don't plot something evil against your neighbor, seeing he dwells securely by thee. Bert, um, when people trust you, we ought not ever betray that trust, should we? Amen. Stay strong. That's what you want to do, and
1: and again, accountability is that make yourself accountable to someone. And uh, if you're married, your husband and your or your wife be accountable for that. And so, one more thing, and we again, we're coming close to the time where we'll have to depart from Chapter Three. It says in verse 31 and following, Do not envy the oppressor and choose none of his ways, for the perverse person is an abomination to the Lord. But his secret counsel is with the upright. The curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the habitation of the just. Surely he scorns the scornful. But listen to this. But he gives grace to the humble, the wise shall inherit the glory, and But the shame, of the legacy of the fools, again, you see that contrast of following God or not following God. It pays eternally and even presently to follow God, doesn't it?
2: It does. Verse 35, the wise shall inherit glory. King James says, shame will be the promotion of fools. Imagine getting promoted. And what is your promotion? Shame. Well, that's not what you want. You want the favor of God and he'll give it. We're going to come right back. We're going to take questions on this edition of Exploring the Word. Stay tuned. Your calls and questions when we come back right after this.
0: What does the American Family Association stand for? We believe true morality flows from biblical principles and directs people to the manner in which God intends them to live. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us as we seek to stop the erosion of godly values.
5: Whatever you're going through, don't take it as the evidence that God doesn't love you, but embrace it as the realization that you are one of his children and he loves you. And then take hope and knowledge in this truth. He is with you. Dr. David Jeremiah continues his series, God Loves You. He Always Has, He Always Will. Next time on Turning Point.
0: 530 a.m. and 7 p.m. Central on American Family Radio. In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality is changing hearts and lives. It speaks directly to the power and the grace of God.
1: Gives me hope for people that I know that are struggling.
0: The whole idea
2: of In His Image has moved
3: me. We actually had one gentleman contact us and he said that this film changed his mind about this issue. We had a pastor reach out to us and he said that he'd been struggling with hatred in his heart towards people in the LGBTQ community. And this film helped him to realize he needed to have compassion and show people the love of Christ. We also had this same-sex attracted couple contact us and they said, after seeing the film, they wanted to live obedient lives for Christ no matter what. And they said, please, please pray for us. We know this is going to be hard. We've even had people come to faith in Jesus through In His Image.
0: To find out more, visit InHisImage.movie.
7: You, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Apostle Paul penned his second epistle to Timothy, now an elder in the church at Ephesus, in about 64 or 65 AD, while imprisoned in Rome, awaiting his imminent execution under Nero. In warning Timothy about the coming perilous times, marked by the increased anti Christian persecution in the Roman Empire in 64 AD, Paul directed Timothy to his speech and his feet. In speech, Paul gave Timothy priceless biblical instruction. In feet, Paul left Timothy a legacy of lifestyle. Christ's following demands consistency between speech. And feet. Listen
0: each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for the Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio.
4: Well,
2: we are back. We are back on Exploring the Word. And, you know, the lyrics of that song seem to echo some of the promises of Proverbs 3. Rest for the weary and hope for our heart, because our hope is in the Lord. Well, the number, the tel- toll-free telephone number is 888 589 We would be honored to hear from you with your calls and Bible questions. We sure would, and we're going to go to
1: Mississippi and talk to John. John, thank you for calling today.
5: Yeah, uh, uh, I just wanted to say uh, real quick, uh, I kind of want to say a mouthful, but I'm not going to take up people's time. Um, the uh, I, In the mid-'80s, I was told I was going blind, and I'm uh, just about him now as of 2020. Uh, but anyway, uh, Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6 is the, the verse that I hung on to to this day. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. If you lean not, I mean, n- lean not onto your own understanding. Uh, if you don't read his word and you don't have the word in your heart and uh, memorize that, you have nothing but your own understanding. Guess what? You're going to get in trouble. I've been there. I've had to repent <clears throat> because of that and so uh and then but in all your ways acknowledge him the companion verse that i picked up with that is isaiah 26 3 the lord will guard you uh you know uh he will give you perfect and constant peace who's here it is whose mind is stayed on him and uh because you uh, are committed to him, you rely on him, and you hope confidently in him. And uh, if if your mind is stayed on him, because you, you can't do that if you don't hide his word in your heart, therefore you've got the whole armor of God on you, uh, with you rather, and God will guard you, as it says in the beginning of the 26th verse. And, uh, you know, it just goes on and on. And if you've got the Lord in, in, your, in your heart and uh, and on your mind, uh, Satan's got to go a long way to bust <laughs> through all that.
1: Woo! Mm.
5: Amen,
1: John. Thank you for calling. What a testimony. Alex,
2: uh, he, John has blessed and ministered to me and others today. How about you? Amen, amen. And, you know, to draw on the promises of God's word. You've got to hide those words in your heart and in your mind. But th- just this morning, by the way, that was a great call. I was reading an article this morning uh, in the news about people that are in middle age to late middle age um, taking their lives. And it said that the rise of atheism has led to a rise of depression and alcohol abuse and this was a completely secular, secular article, but it said when people begin to age and illness and health issues come on, they've, they've really got no support Amen. to fall onto. And listen, without God, our sustainer, and his wonderful promises, it's no wonder that people feel empty inside. Amen. I forgot the man that was dying. He said, bring me the book.
1: And someone said, what book? And he said, the only book is the Bible. And I, I just Amen. want to tell you that is it. That's where you're going to find. We could go on, John. You've blessed us today. Thank you. Amen. Let's, let's go Amen. to Oklahoma, Michael. Welcome. Hello. Yes, you're on, brother. Go right ahead.
7: Yeah, I got a question the other day. I meant a like a Bible study and uh a, uh, a, a chip, a friend of mine, about forty years ago. Uh, he uh, made a mistake one night and. And uh this is after he got saved and and uh committed uh I don't know if it'd be called fornication or adultery, but anyway he's married. But his wife was not real stable and and uh he was saying that, you know, David sinned against God and his own body and uh he confessed it to God and he that just come up, and we are talking about it. He feels comfortable where he's at, but I thought I'd call you guys because I heard you talking about it the other day and couldn't get on.
1: Okay, Michael, thank you for your call. Let me just say, marriage between a man and a woman is life, and the covenant makes it plain that you have that relationship, that that physical relationship only with your spouse, your husband, your wife. And outside of that is adultery. But it is forgivable. But I want to tell you, uh, Alex, continual is not. But listen, here's what I want to do. Yes, there's forgiveness. There's forgiveness. But for those of you who are contemplating adultery, you're contemplating an affair, I want to tell you the Bible says you're sinning against your own body, doesn't it, Alex?
2: It does. And you remember in Psalm 51.3, David said... I know my transgression and my sin is always before me. You know, the guilt, it's just crushing sometimes, isn't it? Bert, you and I both have counseled with people and they they made a decision years ago. And yet the guilt of it can haunt them forever, not to mention damage a relationship irreparably. So turn to Christ. And let me just say for those that have, have done things they're not proud of. There's forgiveness in Jesus. There really, really is. There really is. Thank you, Michael. Hope that helps.
1: Mississippi, and it's Dennis. Welcome, Dennis. Oh, yes, sir. Go right ahead, man. Uh, Thank you,
8: Alex and Bird, for being faithful to uh, the call of the Lord. I listen to you all every day if possible, and um, AFR stays on all the time at my house and has for years. Bless you, brother. I just wanted to give a big old thank you, but especially I just wanted to say just uh, how much I'm overwhelmed more and more and more every day by the the greatness and goodness of our Lord, all three persons, and how He's uh, done everything for us and is going to do everything for us in the future. Whew. And uh, his precious, precious word, which is settled in heaven. And Amen. words cannot tell just how wonderful he is. And I'm just so thankful he saved me. And I can't help but make much of Jesus everywhere I go. <laughs> Amen. And I just beg everybody out there that's listening, please, please, surrender your life to Jesus. Because he <laughs> is he,
1: only way the only truth and the only life thank you brothers amen praise god let me give this number triple eight need him you heard you heard dennis and you know you're not right with god you're lost that's the word that's it you need to be saved listen turn to christ call their number triple eight need him they'll pray with you they'll talk with you
2: what a testimony alex that was a great testimony, and just the, the emotion in your voice, but the, the conviction and the surety in your voice. Uh, folks, it is real. The relationship that we have with Christ is very real and the most precious thing in all of our lives. Well, 888-589-8840. Bert, where shall we go next? Let's go to Arkansas. Dave, welcome.
1: Go ahead, Dave. Dave, are you there? Yes. Go right ahead, man.
8: Yeah, I was just, uh, over something that was said a few days ago, now I studied the Hebrew Interlinear Bible, and uh, I know in Genesis 1 and 2 it says that um, animals are souls. They're uh, nephesh. What's your take on that? Was okay. it ever nullified, or oops, what's okay. your take?
1: They have, that's the word psyche, and they do have a psyche. There, There is that, and it doesn't have it's not breathed into him a living soul that's different than it was with the the animal and the whole issue is about killing an animal we kill animals all the time to eat and i'm not trying to does a dog that's close to us and and we love him yes but it's still an animal and i know how important they are i love those support animals you know but alex uh there is plant life, there's animal life, and there's human life. And and, yes. and we need to understand that. But we are stewards of the plant life. We're stewards of the animal life.
2: And and Alex, we need not to forget that. Yeah, that's true. And you know what a beautiful world God has created that yes, animals have um sentience or awareness or or psyche, and you're right, the word nafesh. And, you know, the more highly domesticated animals like dogs and cats and horses. Oh, my goodness, Bert, (laughs) my little dog, Esther, has got a vocabulary like you wouldn't believe. But humans are different in that we also have spirit. And that is the the part of us that will be everlasting either in heaven or hell. The beautiful thing about being saved, God regenerates, redeems not only our spirit, but our mind and ultimately will give us also a glorified body. Amen. Isn't that it is. the whole person gets redeemed. Amen. Thank you, Dave. Let's go to Kansas.
1: Is it Teresa? Teresa? Teresa. Teresa. Welcome. Teresa. Thank you. Okay. Go. Thank yeah, you for calling. Yeah,
6: that's fine. Well, I'm calling because I have, um, our church local church that I go belong to the Methodist churches uh, trying to decide now whether to disaffiliate or or uh, stay with the United uh, Methodist Church, and there's so many questions that have come up. And and if you talk about it, so many people uh, say, "Well, it, it, God wants us to love everybody. We're to love everybody." Well, yes, we do love everybody. I do love everybody, but I don't agree that everybody should have the right to uh, uh especially the the gender uh question is is the reason for all of this i just don't think they should have be allowed to be leaders in in our congregation or in in any congregation if they have have not you know if they're still uh feeling that way about their gender and I just, how do you explain that? Um, okay, Teresa, yes, we're going to do it. that.
1: Time's running out, and so Liz, Alex, take that one away. We haven't. We're going to try to get to one or two more calls, so you do this yeah. one.
2: Well, God bless you, and and I think there are many, many parishioners in in different churches that are at a loss when the leadership is trying to follow the the path of the culture rather than the revelation of Scripture, Bert. Um, we do love people but we love people enough to tell them the truth and if it comes down do i betray god and his word or love whatever uh trend of the moment is insisted upon us i'm sorry but i have got to stay with the word of god and look god loved the world so much that he sent jesus to give his life that we could put our faith in him and be saved but bert regarding salvation sexuality and church leadership the word of god could not be more explicitly clear and and a practicing homosexual or transgender or atheist i mean uh read first corinthians 6 and you'll see the list of uh the list of sins if not repented of will keep people out of heaven and certainly would keep people out of faithful church leadership as well
1: amen We've got a lot of friends in the Methodist Church, and many that I know are coming out and disaffiliating themselves because of that issue because they said we're going to stand with the word. That's where you do. You stand on the word of God and with the word of God. Thank you. Let's go to Mississippi and talk to Ann. Welcome, Ann.
7: Hey. Hey, Bert. Hey, uh, Alice. Thank y'all for taking my call. I'm going to be quick. God um, bless
2: you.
7: I was listening to a um I was listening to a coworker, and she made some statements, and I just want you to tell me if she was right. She said that Joseph, the one that married Mary, that he had been married before, and that he was a widow, and he already had children, and that Mary only gave birth to Jesus, so her and Joseph never had children. And the children that Joseph had by his wife, that deceived those were Jesus had brothers and sisters.
6: Was she right?
1: And the Bible makes it plain. Uh, he had brothers and sisters. And there is no evidence whatsoever that Joseph were married and uh, had children. Alex, go ahead.
2: Yeah, uh, God bless you. No, that's that's not biblical uh joseph had one wife and it was mary and after jesus was born jesus was born of mary the virgin there were brothers and sisters now some that have tried to defend the perpetual virginity of mary said they were cousins or they were children from a previous marriage but there's no historical or scriptural support that's just purely conjecture Bert. really is so Anne,
1: you're standing on solid ground we're gonna get a quick question in. See how it goes, Barry from Texas. Don't have a lot of time. Go right ahead.
6: Okay, thank you. Very quickly, um, Romans nine, uh, verse eighteen. So then he has mercy on whom he whoever he wills, and hardens whoever he wills. Some context, please.
2: Go ahead, Alex. Well, yes. Um, God draws people to Himself. I don't believe that this can be taken to mean that some are elected to damnation. I, I honestly believe whosoever will may come. But you know, God did in terms of calling out Abraham, raising up Israel. God has worked through people of His sovereign choosing. But in terms of salvation, birth, I think whosoever will may come. It is. And
1: listen, what you want to do, those of you who are listening, don't say no to God. Say yes to him. Each time you say no to God, there's a hardness that can take place and usually does. So say yes to God right now uh, because God is drawing you. God's not willing that any should perish, but that everyone would come to repentance. That is God's desire. Well, Alex, we're going to have an interview tomorrow with a lady that works for Preborn. Looking forward to that. And then we'll jump into Proverbs 4 so people can read ahead, can't they?
2: They can read Proverbs 4. Thanks for listening. I'm getting on a plane to head back to North Carolina. Keep (laughs) us in prayer. And we'll see you tomorrow on Exploring the Word.
5: The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.